What's up, peeps? I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And this is The Pink Gold Peeps, a podcast about two 20-somethings talking about all things Nintendo, and we are both back for hopefully a, a fair number of, to- of episodes. Well, I don't know. Next week, um... No! <laughs> Spider-Man... Yeah, I was going to say something about this. Around. I was going to bring this up. So next, just, just so we know, next week Spider-Man comes out, which means all my hopes and dreams of Matt ever playing any game ever are dashed. <laughs> but, like, I've already Thwip. accepted that. Thwip. Like, Thwip. I'm, I'm over it. The race is on to beat Octopath before Spider-Man comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I gotta go! <laughs> I gotta do it, I gotta do it, I gotta do it! Um, yeah, so how are you doing, Matt? <laughs> I'm doing really, really good. Got a job, got a full-time job, not just an internship. Congratulations. Anymore. Thank you. I have a puppy. I talked about her last week. Yes, I heard. I heard that among a bunch of other things that I was angry about. What were you angry about? I, I was texting you and Tim. I was like, you guys know nothing about Fire Emblem, and it oh, makes yeah. me angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. We Two corrections. First of all, there are no Fire Emblem spinoffs. Uh, except for Fire Emblem Warriors, except which for... is on the Switch. Right, that's, no, I meant on the 3DS. Oh, yeah. We misspoke it. last week. Yes. Um... And also, Slay the Spire was a port from Steam. Yes. Also, we didn't mention it, but I figured I'd mention it. I also didn't mention this to you, but uh, Fortnite has its own voice chat. You just, that one also, You yeah. just plug in headphones and I it goes. do, in fact, stand corrected. Yes. I was wrong. I was just listening to that, and like, that was fine, whatever, but then I heard the fire up stuff, and I was over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Matt, uh, what have you been playing? Octopath. I've also been playing Octopath, and now, what, a month and a half after it's come out? Just about. Uh, we're finally going to talk about it, because yes. we're both pretty... Uh, pretty, pretty far. I'm yeah. almost done with all the chapter two. So I was going to say, you're... 40, 40, almost 40 hours. I'm like 35 hours in, almost done with all the chapter twos. I do a lot of just wandering around. Okay, as long as that's the case, I'm like, really? Because I'm 60 hours in, and I have three chapter fours left. <laughs> oh, so you're almost done with the game. you got three um, chapters well, left. Well, yes and no. So, um, there are, and I'm going to tell you, so there are four legacy classes you can get in the game. So those are classes that aren't of the original eight. Oh, really? Um, they are in level 50 dungeons and they all have a boss that has about 200,000 health. The level four bosses usually have about 100,000 health. I honestly don't even know if I care enough. No, no, trust me. There's some really good cheesing. So like for one of them, um... So the dancer ultimate ability is that if you uh, you ta- cast it on somebody and their effects that would affect only one person affect everybody. So what I did is I I cast that on Ophelia, who has the ability to reflect the next one magic attack that hits you. But I just pumped pomegranates into her and cast it so it hit everybody against the guy who attacks with a triple attacking spell that hits everybody. So every turn when he attacked. He dealt 12,000 damage to himself. Oh my god. <laughs> I just sat there doing this, and because he's magic, he usually right. hit his own weaknesses. Wow. Um, and then there's another mage class who you can do the same thing with. <laughs> um, those classes are a lot of fun. But that's, that's cool. But yeah, so outside of... the, th- I have to do three chapters, two more of these legacy class bosses, and the f- real ending. Which I need to do a couple side quests for. Right. You used to do side quests for the real ending? Yes, there's two. Um, one is in the service of the uh, the Daughter of the Dark God, which there's just um, one of the starting oh, towns. It's not like you have to do X amount. You have to do certain ones. No, there's certain, yes. Yeah, okay, ones. that's fine. Because yeah. there's one... Th- well, a couple things I don't like about Octopath. Really like the game. Side quests are one of them. Yes. I do not like the side quests. I will agree with you on that. But okay, but let's, let's, let's start. So now that you guys... We know where we both stand. Because I feel like our opinions might change depending on that. Right. Uh, Matt, you, what is your opinion on the game? Like, give me, like, the short version, and then we'll talk about stuff. 
The game is really good. It is, like, unrelentingly charming. Um, I said a good sum up of what I think about the game in the beginning of last episode. It does everything good. It does not do anything amazing. Okay. Except uh, maybe the art style. Yeah, the art style is really pretty. Um, I would say in my quick, quick and dirty uh, answer about this is... If you told me, Mike, what are your top 10 RPGs, Octopath Traveler would not be on them. But if you said to me, Mike, I want to play an RPG, I would 100% recommend Octopath Traveler. That's fair. I think it is overall a solid game that does some really cool stuff and keeps it cool for the length of the game. I have been playing 60 hours and I'm still very interested in what's going on, despite not having a super interesting story. It, it The combat and how it works just keeps me interested. Mm-hmm. It's really good just for turn-based RPG players as a whole because, you know, this is a system that a lot of people say just doesn't work. I'm not saying that this is the best turn-based RPG of all time, but, like, this is a really solid turn-based RPG. This one, I mean, I like the way this game works a lot. I usually don't like turn-based RPGs, as everybody knows, but this one just, like, holds my attention. Like, the way the mechanics work really holds my attention. The one thing I will say about that, though, is sometimes battles can go on forever. Yeah, there are some battles, like... Like, most I... boss fights, I'm like, when will it end? i just bored now. <laughs> yeah, one thing I will say, when, especially when it comes to boss fights, is it the the long boss battles, to me, is twofold. The good thing... I'm going to talk about the good thing first, and then I'm going to talk about the bad thing. Actually, no. I'll start with the bad thing, because it's what you said. Okay. If you don't have the super optimized team, or you don't... Yeah, maybe you haven't lost against this boss. It's the first time you're playing it. You're just not sure what the boss does. The bosses can take a fair amount of time, especially, I would say, in Chapter 2, Chapter 3-ish range. Yeah. Because, listen, I'm at Chapter 4, and when I was fighting, I just I just beat uh, Ulbrich's story. And his boss is 100,000 health. But you know what I did? I put the the Scholar ultimate ability on Ophelia, the one that makes uh, attacks at everybody focus on one and do extra damage. I used uh, Primrose to make updated magic attacks. And I used this ultimate class, which its abilities are elemental attacks that hit three times. And you know what I did? I put all that on it. I broke him and I used the attack. Nine, 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 nine damage three times in a row. Oh my god. And it's just like, okay, that's fine. But in chapter two, you don't have anybody who could deal more than like 5,000 damage, and it just kind of sits there yes. for a little bit. Uh-huh. Actually, my um, Ulbrich can deal more than 5,000 damage. Well, yeah, well, Ulbrich is Ulbrich. Yeah. <laughs> Ulbrich and Hannah just and, do uh, all the damage. <laughs> actually, no, for me, it's Ulbrich and Cyrus. Cyrus does a lot of damage. I didn't really invest in a lot of the magic users early and on. Also, I gave, sorry, can you, yeah, go ahead. I gave Elfin um, the warrior class. And now his base base strength is higher than Ulbricht's. Wow. I like, whoa. And then I gave him... Well, it's because axes are the best attack. Yeah, and then I gave him the axe you get from the boss from from Primrose's Chapter 2 boss. Yes. And he's a freaking monster. Do me a favor, do Ulbricht's Chapter 3 first. (laughs) You'll get a better axe. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, but, like, overall, with this boss battle, the thing I do like about it is because the boss battles are long enough that there's, like, multiple phases, to me, this allows a turn-based game to do some of the things that, like, a real-time game would do. Like, let's say, like, in, um, you know, in, in a Legend of Zelda boss, where, like, well, actually, no, Legend of Zelda's a bad example, because it's hit three times. Right. Uh, Monster Hunter. Like, the the enemies, they have their attack patterns, but then, like, the more damage they do, they go into, like, another phase where they attack a little bit different, or they learn new moves, or they attack more erratically, and then when you get to lower health, they do something even different. Turn-based RPGs, I feel like, always struggle with this, because 
if you're playing it through, usually it's like, okay, when I get to down to half health, he's going to use this really powerful attack, and that's it. Because the boss, boss battles are long enough, it says, like, okay, now in his second stage, he can do X, Y, and Z. Right, so, I was going to say, um, Octopath kind of gets around that. Yeah, and I will say this, playing now, I've played uh, six of the ch- uh, five of the chapter fours, other than Ulbricks, which, now that I have Ophelia, I didn't really get to see the cool things that boss did. All four of the bosses that I did fight did something different that no boss has done before, and I thought were still really cool. Like, um, I'll say this, uh, this isn't really much of a spoiler, Primrose's chapter four boss, when he gets down to like two-thirds health, uses a spell that no longer lets you see which one of your characters is going. It just shows diamonds. So you Ooh. know one of your characters is going, but, like, do you know how fast your characters are That's in conjunction to one another? It, like, threw everything off, but it was really cool. Stuff like that. There's still throwing... There was one, um... Who was it? I think it was Therian's Chapter 2 boss, where every time you broke him, he when he came back, he would get two more. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you son of a... Hannet's Chapter 2 boss, I think, That's also... That's I'm about to fight the boss. I did everything else in her Chapter 2 except the boss. I think hers always gets bigger. <laughs> oh, no! It, I mean, it gets to, like, 12. Matt, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil something for you. Okay. One of the Chapter 4 bosses, you know how much shield it has? 12. 30. No! <laughs> I, like, I was like, oh, I could beat this boss. This is the fourth one I did. I was like, oh... My God. <laughs> I was just like, That's like absurd. Tim's been watching me play from time to time. I was like, damn. And he's like, what? And I show him, it's got 30 shields. I saw nine for the first time. I was like, That's big. When it hit double digits for the first time, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to talk. This break system that they did. Is I love a, the break system. It's a great way to just like keep you on your toes and forcing you to diversify your team. Oh, yeah. Because... I mean, honestly, like, I think I, I thought early on that I found a team that I liked, but it wasn't diverse enough to hit all the weaknesses, and that's why it's like, okay, now I'm gonna, I would consider, you know, using classes together that I might not usually use. Like, when I usually play turn-based RPGs, I say, okay, black mage, white mage, they're one character, that's it. But in this game, be like, well, if I do that, the white mage only gets one ax- one you know, type of magic, and that's four types of magic on one person, but they can only use staves. And, like, there's plenty of enemies in the game who aren't resistant to, or aren't weak to any magic attacks so this system like forces you to play around and some of the strategies i have come up with would never have been discovered if i was just like right. okay team girl squad which is what i've been doing <laughs> well what i do is i always so i just take my main character who is ulbrick mm-hmm. and then i take whoever i the next chapter i'm going to and then i put the two weakest members i have on my team and i'm like that's it. That's my team for the next chapter. That's what I'm going in for. And that's... So it's like, I need to improvise. And I'm like, what do I do? Because no one is equipped for so-and-so. Yes. And I would say, people who are complaining about this game, you're like, oh, it's just a massive grind, aren't playing the way you are. Mm-hmm. Because the only two times I've had to grind in this game were um, halfway through chapter twos, which is when I discovered that's what I needed to do because I was using Team Girl, Girl Squad. And I was like, okay, now I need to do Ulbricht's chapter two. He's level, like, 11. And I just sit there and grind him and the other four guys up. And now the second time I have to do it is right now because I decided to myself, listen, I have a team that I like. I'm going to go through all of their chapter fours so they can kind of carry my other four characters through their chapter fours. And other than that, I've never had to really do any, like, hardcore grinding. And I don't understand this, like, oh, you have to do the grind. It's awful. Like, unless you're actively running away from battles. I mean, I can see how sometimes it, like, 
feels like a little bit of a grind. Like, when you're going in between all of the chapter ones, it, f- it, it wasn't a grind, but it felt like a grind. Yes. So you're like, all right, I gotta go here. And you gotta go there. And right, exactly. You do do a lot of traversing, more so than you do I until the... I don't fast travel, like, at all. Yeah. I don't want to fast travel. I, I hate the idea of fast travel in a game, for the most part, because, like... I mean, this case isn't specifically for uh, Octopath, but... Well, it kind of is. It's, so, uh, I mean, I don't really like Skyrim, but Skyrim's a perfect example of this. Bethesda went through so much trouble to make a beautiful world, and you're going to fast travel and skip half of it. Yeah. You know, I, ha- I hate that. Yes. I hate that. I get that. Um, and then for Octopath Traveler, travel is literally in the name. Why are you going <laughs> to fast travel? And uh, Plus, also, you're going to miss out on a lot if you don't. If you exactly. Don't. Like, I started fast traveling around Chapter 3 because most of the Chapter 3s are in locations you've already been to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... At the same time, I still want to travel through because there's a lot of dungeons that you just, like, stumble yeah, upon. Yeah, exactly. And now that I'm, like, most of my, like, Primrose and Ophelia are in their, like, early level 60s. And then everyone else is in 55 to... And then my three guys I haven't done yet are in their mid it's, to late 30s. It's also a lot of fun to, uh, with my level 38 Ulrich to go into, like, one of the earlier areas in the game and just do a single level slash and kill everything. Yeah. I was... I'm, like, that's satisfying. <laughs> I will say this, picking my starting character, like, I would think if you're playing this game, like, starting up again, if someone said, hey, Mike, I'm playing Octopath Traveler, who would you recommend I start with? I'd honestly say you should only start with Ulbrich Hannett or Primrose Ophelia, because those are, like, I am the ultimate attacker or the ultimate support. Right. And, like, those two you always know on your team. Like, you know how many times... Like, I am so upset that I have to put Therion on my team again to do his chapter four. I I'm doing his right now because I'm excited for everyone else's. And I'm like, you know what? I don't like Therion. I, I think Therion is my least favorite. Although, I, I didn't like Elfin a lot before, but now Elfin's really grown on he me. He only gets better. He's, He's like... Yeah, he gets so... Because now his, his heal... Heal... Like, I mean, Ophelia can heal everybody at once. But she has, like, little... Even her heal more does, like, little compared to what Alfin does. But Alfin's Alfin first does aid. One. Yeah. But although Alfin can heal, like, 2,000 HP. Like, yes. It's one thing that does a lot of health. Mm-hmm. That's why also it's really good to, like, on my team, right? Generally what I'm doing right now when we're going through the other Chapter 4s is keeping Ophelia and Primrose on the team and then switching out the other two. Right. Uh, and it's just, like, really funny to watch her heal because she'll just use, like, heal. Just basic heal. And on her, I have the skills. There's a couple of these advanced skills. I have the... I have all the all the SP of your attacks. Great. I did that one. Double the power of your attacks, but double their SP costs. So everything just costs regular, but for double power. Right. And then I also have the one that says elemental attacks just do bonus damage. So just do like regular heal for eighteen hundred. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's just, oh God. I just need to. At this point, I'm very close to beating the game. Mm-hmm. I imagine maybe next week I'll beat it, but. Overall, I, I hope I beat it by next week. <laughs> I hope so, too. You know, I will say this. Before we wrap this up, the one thing I really like about Octopath, and this is something that some people don't like about the length of battles and stuff like that, and I think this kind of is because of it, and the chapter structure as well, the game is super episodic, which is super good for a Switch game. Yeah. Because I sit on... You know what I do? Is people are like, oh, well, you know, you go into a town, you tell you the thing, you go to the dungeon, you fight the boss. Yeah, but when I have a 55-minute train ride... That's perfect length to complete a chapter. Yeah. Or if I have 15 minutes, fight two or three battles and feel like, wow, I did something cool, you know? Uh, yeah. I want to talk about criticisms now, though. Which yes. Kind of, that kind of wraps into one of my criticisms, which is outside of combat, the game can be a little boring. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, the story missions are nothing special other than 
talk to X person, go here, go here, fight this boss. Yeah. And the dungeon's level design, most of them, not all of them, but most of them are pretty boring. I am not a fan of the dungeon design. I like the dungeon aesthetics. Yes, yes, exactly. The games are the overall, the game's really pretty, but some design things are like, you know, that is very classic JRPG. Like, there's not really much to do in town. You just talk to every random passerby, Mm -hmm. and then you follow the prompts, and you fight the bosses. And yeah, the stories aren't like... I find this is the thing. I find the stories engaging. I'm not like, wow. The stories are like fairy tales. Yeah. They are cute. They are nothing. Wow. You know, like you don't watch the little mermaid and go, that was incredible. That was that was an artistic writing masterpiece. Exactly. But that's kind of good for what the game is. Exactly. It's, it's cute. Yeah, it's it's cute. Well, except for Primo's story. It's a little dark. Yeah, but, <laughs> but but even then, it's still fairy tale. Very fair. That's that, that's a good way to do it. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not this crazy story but then also you know think about those games based off it's a it's a love letter to games like you know these these final fantasy games of past and outside of like final fantasy 6 and chrono trigger those games story was like it was important but it wasn't like wow i'm playing this game for the story it you know it was the whole it was the whole package and i will say that while octopath Traveler, like you said like side quests for example are something i've completely ignored outside of the ones i need to do for the final boss those things are kind of made up for by the positives, in my opinion. You know, a very, very pretty aesthetic, a really, really cool, interesting combat and job system, mm-hmm. and a yeah, the cute job system line. is really good too. I, the, the best parts of this game are the ones that make like make you think because you're like, yeah, who? How is the most effective way for me to put this job on someone? Or I mean, I'll, when I like play the game, I'll think like seven turns in advance. Yeah, and you got it because of the way the BP system works, too. Exactly. I'm like, I'm going to do this, 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 and then later I'll be able to do this. And I feel like the game really shines once you have, like, you know, you get your second set of jobs and you have, like, four or five abilities in both. Because I, we, we were talking about this before we started talking about this on the podcast. We were like, wow, Alfin is the worst. He doesn't do... He's, like, doesn't really do anything well. But now I'm like, the, the you know, Alfin's class is really important because his support skills are really interesting. And one of his support skills is the one that negates status ailments, which later in the game becomes really important. And like, he has a healing move. He has a revival move. He has a get rid of status ailments and prevents status ailments for two turns, which is really important. Yeah, he is really, uh, he, like the only character I'm like, I don't know what to do with you, Therion. Yeah, but I'm like, wow, you're actually really good. All these other classes that aren't Therion. I have heard for some of those legacy class bosses, Therion's ability to lower their attack is really good. Oh, that's fair. I have never heard anything else good about Therion. Because My... I'm like, I could lower this person's defense, but then I'm just wasting a turn. Yeah. I uh, I use Ulbrich as a thief just because I don't like healing people's SP. Mm-hmm. And I have on Primrose and Ophelia the ones that like just passively give you SP back. And uh, I made him a thief, so when everyone's, you know, broken, he could just, like, I could tap R, like, six times and use the SP thief skill <laughs> to get all his SP back. <laughs> I was like, I could do so many more things with you, but I just don't want to use yeah. plums on you. Just I, just take the SP. I feel like with Therion, all I do is just like, oh, HP thief. HP thief. HP thief. I made him a white mage. And, like, <laughs> even though I have Ophelia on my team, because, like, the, even before she was, like, this killer death mage that I have her as now, I was like, I'd rather Ophelia, like, do things and you just sit around healing people, because, like, that's not, you're not interesting to me. Poor Therian. Yeah, but, uh, um, the other thing I really don't like about this game is random encounters. And that is, I think... That's a me problem. That's, that's not a game problem. I just, 
I like, you know the games where, like, there's a little monster running around the overworld and you, see and you it. run into it and then you make an encounter? Yeah. I don't know. I just like that so much better because, like, there is a little bit more strategy to it because, like, oh, I can get a drop on it and surprise them. Yeah. Or they can surprise me. I got to watch out for that. And it's just, like, it's there. It's something you can visualize. I just like that so much better. Yeah, and I think that is the, the it's the result of the kind of game this is. Like, I, thinking about, like, the style of art and everything like that, I feel like it would be hard to put that in this game. But like you said, it that's a genre problem. That's right. like, you know, there are things that you don't like about a certain genre. That's one of them. And that's fair. That is a, uh, like, I love turn-based RPGs. You know that. But like, if anyone says, I hate random encounters, I'm not being like, well, I think you're wrong. No. Right, right, right. No. I can understand how you hate them. I just don't hate them because I played games like that for it's so long. annoying to me. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, now that we talked about wanna... Octopath for 21 minutes. Anything else I... you want to talk about? I don't think so. I'm sure we'll have to talk about this okay. again down the road. But... I will probably mention it again next week. I if would, I, if I had it. to rate it now, 8 out of 10. I would probably put... Personally, I'd put it higher, but generally speaking, I'd put it around the same spot. I think it's a game that people who are interested in this kind of game should try. If you're like, I don't like turn-based RPGs, don't buy this game. It's not for you. That's okay. Yep. So, but look, we got Matt. Matt liked it. So I do, yeah. Yeah. So I, I call that a win in my book. There you go. And I'm happy that you you put 40 hours into a game that's a JRPG I that mean, I'm enjoying. For the, for the first time, Nintendo finally got a, a, a JRPG on the Switch. It's all right. It's all right. On the 21st, <laughs> I get Xenoblade. These jokes are never going to get old. No, they're not. They're really not. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's what we've been playing. Next up, we're going to do our Indie Spotlight. So, um, as you probably know, there's been a lot of Indie news recently. This is the Indie news that isn't related to the Indie Direct, which we're talking right. about for our... Because last week, we accidentally mixed some of it up with the actual discussion, and then yes. we were just thrown for a loop, and yes, that wasn't Yes, you fun. were. First up, uh, Morphe's Law has a patch that's incoming. I don't know if you see about this. I've been reading a lot about it on Reddit. I didn't buy Murphy, Morphe's Law. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to buy it. I'm just not interested, honestly. Um, Morphe's Law apparently has a couple bug issues with online right now and that's a bummer yeah, because i know bummer. they waited and everyone was like huh like you, you mean making jokes morphe's law is never coming out the patch has apparently been submitted to nintendo so we're just waiting but like i'm really sad about this because it's a really cute game and the people who were excited for it finally got it and now they're kind of like you gotta wait a couple more weeks and that's kind sure of a, bummer. a couple weeks yeah well i mean couple maybe a week or two i mean usually patches can get out pretty fast well they put the patch in like the second day after it came out okay. so hopefully soon so yeah hopefully, hopefully by the time you are soon. listening to this episode yes yeah uh next one we got uh shovel knight information and of a course. lot of it so king of cards has a release date as and the amiibo. amiibo that is uh april 2019 i believe it's april 19th 2019 it is april 19th 2019. so that makes me very excited because i've had the amiibos pre-ordered since the end of 2017 so uh i'll finally get them and uh there's also another version of the game that's being added to the treasure trove on home consoles and i think Not... it's also going to be a downloadable for ten dollars oh side you can, uh, like if you don't this. have anything else shovel knight you can also buy this and this $10. yeah and this is shovel knight showdown which is basically just like Smash Bros. Shovel Knight characters. Right, version. it's just 12 so far announced. Tw I think so far announced. I, it's it's Shovel Knight, characters. Shield Knight, The Order of No Quarter, and uh, The Black Knight, and that's 11. Right, so there's some. And, and there's the Enchantress. And the Enchantress, that's 12. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to release more, I don't know, but I think I think this game looks cool. And there's a bunch of different game modes, too. I forget yeah. what they are off the top of my head. I, it looks really cool. I'm a little bummed because I own Shovel Knight on 3DS, and I'm not mm. planning to buy it again. 
But for people who have the game or people who haven't bought the game, this is perfect. Like, at this point, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove Edition is coming out. It's going to be $40. Uh, it's also coming out on this day. It's going to have, you know, basically four games in it and this game as a multiplayer. It's like Shovel Knight was like, oh, I can't play in Smash. That's cool. I'm going to... That's right. I'll make I'm my, gonna own, make my own Yeah. <laughs> but further proving that Shovel Knight is the ultimate Kickstarter. Yes. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about in terms of indie spotlights for me is that Freedom Planet came out today. Uh, reviews are coming in good. Uh, I know, Matt, you're really into this game, and Breaking. I plan to pick it up. Uh, one thing I did hear, though, and I, I didn't realize this, is they said that it's a lot more exploration-based as opposed yep. to running really fast-based, and now I can understand why you weren't as fan, big a fan of Sonic Mania and why you're more of a fan of this game. Because, yeah, those are, those are that's a pretty big distinction. Although you do have to run really fast in certain levels. Well, of course. Certain things. But like where Sonic Mania is like, go fast and enjoy the scenery while you do it. This game is more like, let's figure out what's here. Well, I mean, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just it generally. Yeah. But anyway, that's that. Well, what do you have, Matt? Uh, Hollow Knight Free DLC is available. Yeah, go get it. Also, it was on sale for a couple days. I don't know if that's still the case by the time this episode comes out. It was fine. I, I was going to get it. I forget if it was. Because, like, I wasn't going to get Hollow Knight. And then it was like, $5. And I was like, ah. Yeah. What and Binding of Isaac is getting something called Repentance. Do we we don't know if it's this? we don't know if it's DLC or if it's a game, but we just it was teased. It'll probably be at PAX West. Yeah, um, I'm hoping it's DLC because they're already making the Adventures of Bumbo, which is what a, is that? It's a spinoff. Uh, have you ever seen the Bum Friend? No. In in Binding of Isaac, every once in a while you find a floor with like a little dude who looks like he has no clothes on, uh, holding a sign with a little penny symbol on it, and if you give him money, there's a chance he'll drop rare items. Oh, cool. Uh but Bumbo is getting his own puzzle game. Oh my god. That's uh, incredible. But I'll be interested to see what this is. Yeah, um, I mean, if you like you like Isaac, then there's more zany adventures. It's more, DLC, of, more of Binding of Isaac. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. What else? Um, but that is it for my indies. Cool. So next is our quick news and updates. So uh, first I want to talk about just Smash-related news, because there's a couple things that are going on. Oh yeah. So the first one is, is the special edition has been announced. I'm sure you've seen it. $140 for the Smash controller, a steel book, and the game. Nice now, I will say this. If you're interested in buying the controller, you should buy this version because it's basically the things you would pay for anyway plus five bucks for a steel book that you could either sell on eBay for an absurd amount of money or keep for yourself. Matt, tell me your opinions on the Super Smash Bros. controller. I pre-ordered the controller by itself and the game. Nice. So I, 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 I'm not doing that, but... Yeah. I love that controller, and I know you have a problem with it, but I think I, the controller is you know what pretty. Is, I like the idea of it. Two things I have an issue with. One, the white of the Smash symbol and the white of the handles are not the same white. That That's my first issue. Yeah, but I think it'll, I think in person it'll still look good. I hope so. Because it, it's just a black, gray, and a white. It's yeah. not, not going to look bad. No, I don't think it will look bad, but that bugs me because I'm a stickler for, you know, things being I know. consistent. I know. Um, the other thing I don't like is just, and this is a personal thing, the white handles i think as long as you wash your hands though it'll be fine listen i'm not saying that people don't wash their hands but i think about when we played super smash bros in your basement for hours and hours on end eating snacks and sweating and doing yeah, the things and you we know do. what you know how you have that xenoblade controller no one's allowed to touch it except for you yeah that's gonna be that smash controller for me and no one's as, touching it. as long as that's how you take it that's fine <laughs> listen if I didn't already have three broken controllers... You have three? I have three. I have the full Splatoon? black one, oh, the Splatoon one, and the Xenoblade See, one. I don't think you should have bought the full black one. I wanted it for Breath of the Wild, and honestly, the funny thing is, is now, all out of all of our friends, no one has that one either. 
So I have two controllers that nobody has. Yeah. So it's like, it's good. And I also kind of like the black controller. Um, if you're looking for an expensive Christmas gift for me, there's a company, I forgot the name of it is, but they make really cool custom Switch controllers. I think I said that to you. Did you see, have you seen them? They made one, they have SNES Joy-Cons and SNES Pro Controllers now Mm -hmm. that look really pretty. You can also just design one for yourself and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's cost of two. It's $150. Right. But you design the whole thing. You design the back, the front, the handles, the casing, metal, matte finish. They're really pretty. Um, if you're considering that. But at this point, because I have three Pro Controllers, I'm only allowed to get one more, ever. And I don't think I need to. Especially because I'm like thinking about, like, you know, Super Mario Party got announced it doesn't have Pro Controller support. And I'm like, that's the only game right now that I would ever play for a player that I'm yeah. going to have on Switch. So, uh, overall, controller's cool. I'm not buying it, though. I pre-ordered it already. Yeah. I'm really excited for Listen, it. if I could trade some of my Splatoon 2 controller, I might do it, because then I could consider buying the Splatoon 2 Joy-Cons, but I have a problem, so that's... Is there, is there something wrong with having the Splatoon 2 Pro Controller and the Splatoon 2 Joy-Cons? No, because you like Splatoon 2 a lot. Right. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Anyway. Okay. Um, also, real fast, uh, there is a, a leaked possible bundle for, like, a Switch with Super Smash Brothers that, uh, according to the picture, which we don't know if it's real or not, is, like, two Joy-Cons that are, like, gray with the white symbol across the two of them for the Smash logo. It it looked pretty real to me, but now that we have the Pro Controller announced, like, I feel like if they were going to announce Joy-Cons, they would have done it at the same time as yeah. the Pro Controller. I don't know why, but, but that's I just could, the way I feel. I could also see this being, like, the Mario Odyssey red ones, where it's actually an exclusive to this product, but... I mean, there's, I don't care. There's also a really heavy rumor that there's going to be a direct in September. I mean, they have to. They, I mean, they more or less have to. Yeah. <laughs> or they gotta just tell us what all the internet information is. I mean, like Nintendo makes some weird choices every now and then. They do. They might be but, like the day before the internet lot goes live that just tells the rest of the details and say, some, "Screw yeah, it." <laughs> we don't have time for it, but there's a bunch of like interesting theories about that that I would love to talk about. Yeah. Maybe maybe next week. week. Um, um, oh, but else anyway, for yes, for Smash. So, there was this um, interesting thing on Best Buy Canada's page for the Wolf Amiibo mm. that said that um, if you tap it, you instantly unlock Wolf. Yeah. So, uh, people aren't sure if this is true, but this would be kind of cool in terms of, like, you know, they said you have to unlock all the characters, and obviously, I will be unlocking them the way that they... Right. Sakurai yeah, that's the intends. Way, that's the way, the way he intended it. But, but um, it also would be kind of cool, though, if, like, you know... Um, think about it, you know, little Timmy opens up his gift on Christmas morning, and it's Super Smash Bros. It's the game he wanted. And who's his favorite character? His favorite character is the villager, and he has the villager amiibo, and right. he just scan him, and the first thing he exactly. does is plays like, his friend I the get villager. if you're like, I need to play his X. You know, like, I, I need to do it. And I then it's like, tap the thing. I need the Springman amiibo so I can play a Springman. Rip. Rip. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if, if this is true, it's cool. If not, whatever, but I won't be doing it. Yeah. Um, actually, hmm, I do have a Lucina amiibo, so maybe I'll be doing it. Wait, I also have a Cloud amiibo. Hold on. Oh, no. I I have a lot of amiibo. Yeah, you have a lot. I will not be doing it. I mean, my amiibo is also growing because I already have three amiibo pre-orders. Who, who, uh, what? Who'd who? you pre-order? What? Who'd you pre-order? Pre-ordered Ridley. I need to pre-order Ridley still. Pre-ordered the Hinkling. That's fair. And I pre-ordered... um. Daisy? No... Daisy, Wolf, Ridley. Those are the ones that are coming out. Ridley. It's not Wolf. Oh, man. Who else did I pre-order? Pichu? No. It might K-Rule? I hope it wasn't Pichu. I, can't, I don't think you can pre-order the K-Rule. Not yet, no. 
Uh, I don't know. You know what? I'll, I'll look at my pre-orders later, and I'll yes. remember. But I, I need to pick up the Ridley one. That's the only one I really wanted. I, I pre-ordered the Ridley one at GameStop, because I was like, I, I need that Ridley one. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, you know <laughs> what? I'm more than 60% of the way there. Oh, Maybe gosh. I should just finish the Smash roster. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to yell at you. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I think, all the Smash news we have. Yes. Okay, cool. So, non-Smash news. Um, Dragon Quest Builders 2 got it. It has its uh, start screen uh, cinematic available on YouTube right now. It also and it's got, coming out. It got a release date for Japan. For Japan, the release date for Japan is December twentieth. So I'm really hoping it comes out soon. This is my one of my girlfriend's favorite games on the Switch. I really enjoyed it. Uh, they talked about a couple new features. One of which is local and online co-op. So you can play in the world simultaneously, like in Minecraft. That does. Builders not have that? No, it does not. That's amazing. Uh, or, or if it does, it's only in the free play mode. The fact is, though, is uh, she's going to end up getting a Switch once Animal Crossing is released. Please release Animal Crossing. Every once in a while, I'll get a text from her. I'll be like, hey, Mike. I'm like, yeah, what's up? She's like, when is Animal Crossing coming to the Switch? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but when she gets one, if we have two copies of it, this is really cool. Uh, next up, another thing I want to bring up. Uh, this is actually a little less fun news. So Xenoblade Chronicles 2 got its pat, uh, got its big update. With the last two rare blades, one of which is uh, Elma from Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is the only Xenoblade Chronicles game I have not played. I've heard good things. However, there are a couple quest issues right now that could soft lock your progress. Ooh, so there ooh, is that's a, a problem. So there's a patch coming with the Torn of the Golden Country expansion uh, for free that will fix these problems. But uh, just keep that in mind. Just maybe, maybe don't do the new quests. Just go on the quest for all the swimsuits. Um, they added swimsuit costumes for everyone. Um, generally speaking, you actually, pretty gross people. You. Actually, they're very classy. Uh, I believe all the women are in one pieces. Um, also, Tora's one is called the best girl T-shirt outfit. It's a picture of Pyra, and I'm like, I love this because everyone's like, best girl Mithra, best girl Mithra, best girl Nia. No, no, no. Pyra's the best girl. It's canon now. And wanted, it's Tora's shirt. I was really hoping that Tora would just get a bikini. No, although... <laughs> like a really skimpy bikini. Pop, for Poppy has a little duck. A little, like, duck ring around oh, her. Oh, cute. It's like, they, they're they the reason it's okay, because they're just so adorable. <laughs> that's incredible. But, yeah, that's, that's Xenoblade Chronicle news. Um, next one is actually something I'm excited about. So, we've seen these already. Uh, these, basically... I think, I think this is basically Nintendo's attempts to fight against the uh, GameStop used sale market where they do this thing where they take their big games and still have a $60 price tag on them, but they say, hey, it comes with a guidebook for free. And they did this for Mario Odyssey. So we already have one for Legend of Zelda and we have one for Splatoon 2, but a Mario Odyssey one has been announced and it's coming soon. Yes. So if you somehow don't have Mario Odyssey yet, uh, pick up this version because it's uh, it looks really cute. It's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that other thing? Uh, which one? The Steelbook. Uh, yeah, why don't you do it? Um, so, there is a, apparently, Japan-exclusive Steelbook for Let's Go coming. Yeah. That I didn't know about until I read it right there, and then I Googled it, and the Eevee one is beautiful. Yeah. The Pikachu one's okay, but the well, Eevee one is beautiful. I, from my understanding, I thought it was double-sided. Oh, is that the way it is? That's what I thought. Because they are pretty, and I hope they're not ja- Although, I'm a little bummed, because we already pre-ordered the game. Yeah. But I would love that steelbook. But it's from 
not so it's not 7-Eleven like American 7-Eleven, but there's a store in Japan called 7-Eleven. It's their exclusive <laughs> pre-order, but their version of the game is only the equivalent of 90 US dollars that comes with the steelbook. So there's a does chance it come of, with the ball? Yeah, it comes with the ball too. Um, so if it does come to the states, we might already be getting it. And we just don't know it. Oh, that would be cool. But uh, yeah, so if it comes out in the states, look at it. But if it doesn't look at it, it's actually really pretty. So. Also, for people who are like, there's a ninth evolution on there. No, there's only eight symbols. I don't think that the one at the bottom is really um, good for uh, Glaceon, but there's eight things there, and there are eight evolutions. so I don't know how you want to split hairs here, but there's eight. <laughs> Matt is currently counting them. Six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's eight. Yeah, there's eight. You can't confirm there are eight. All right. Well, mm... stop. <laughs> Next up. Um... Next up, um, Gungeon, Enter the Gungeon, is getting a physical release in the United States. Mike, yeah. you know that release date? Uh, I don't have the release date offhand. Neither do I. Uh, I just want to put this here also because you said that I would buy physical Hollow Knight, and no, I would not. Um, if okay. I buy a game digital, I'm going to keep it digital. That's why like, I sometimes fight with myself buying a game digitally. Like, I said, okay, I'm going to buy Stardew Valley digitally because I don't think it will ever come out physical on the Switch. If it doesn't, it will come out a long time from now. Except for Sonic Mania, because it's only thirty dollars. Right. So, but like, if you had, if if you hadn't bought Hollow Knight yet, and you had the choice right now, would you get it physically or? Digital? Oh, physical. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, but I'm not buying it again. No, this, no, I, I get that. Yeah, uh, this next one is something that isn't confirmed, but uh, from what I understand, is is probably true. Uh, the world ends with you will not have support for the Pro Controller. That kind of bums me out. So I never played The World Ends with You, but I know it was a DS game, so I'm pretty sure that. Touchscreen controls are either going to be either in the game or recommended in the game. So as much as I'm like, oh, no Pro Controller support, I'm also like, you know what? Captain Toad probably shouldn't have had Pro Controller support either because it was really hard playing that game with the Pro Controller. Play it in handheld. And you know what they um they might do? Hmm. Is that when you're playing in handheld, you might have touch controls. But when you play in TV mode, you might have to point at the screen at the Joy-Cons. Oh, or they could be like Captain Toad and just have that cursor that you have to move around. Or that. That's actually... I mean, that's why I'm like, maybe that's why there's no Pro Controller support. Because I feel like The World's Ends With You is going to have to play on TV. Just because a lot of people are a big fan of the game. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people want to see it on one of those big screens. That's fair. I'll be interested to see how it runs, though. Because um, actually, that's one of the reasons... I know I said uh, during the my little like patch notes for the uh, Indie Spotlight that I was really excited about Prison Architect... That game does just have a cursor that you have to move around, and part of the reason I'm not thinking about picking it up anymore is because of that. So I'm and there's no touch controls? Uh, I think there might be touch controls, but most of it's just controlled by a cursor, and I'm not about that life. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Uh, the last bit of news I want to talk about is the uh, the last Brutal, his outfit has been added to Super Mario Odyssey. Hooray! Which is exciting to me because we've seen... I remember there was a leak, uh, I guess it was in April... That was the last, like, a bunch of uh, costumes for Mario that we hadn't seen. Like, a zombie one and the brutal ones. And now that the brutal ones are done, we're moving on to some weirder ones. And I'm excited about that. Because it also means that we're getting closer to the end of Mario DLC. Maybe we have an announcement of some kind. And listen, as much as I don't want it to be DLC. It's going to be DLC. I right? think it's going to be two. It's going to be DLC. I think it's going to be two. So, um, the fact is, is we're getting closer to the end, and that makes me excited. I'm thinking, I, I wasn't planning on it, but I guess now I'm going to talk about the thing for the, the Switch Online. Mike, just give me a look. Is that someone, like, spelled it out for me, with Mario Kart 8 especially, is like, 
why? For what reason would you have to release uh, Breath of the Wild Link just randomly for Mario Kart 8 if Breath of the Wild Link, the original hype for that, was over a year ago, and now he's just there, and someone was like, just to maintain interest in the game, so next month when they announce the Switch Online service and all this new exclusive content for a bunch of games you love that's exclusive to the online, you'll be like, whoa, and he was like, maybe they'll add new tracks to Super Mario Kart 8, I don't know why I said super. Yeah. Into um, into exclusively for online members. Or free and, for online members. Right, or free. That's what I meant. Excuse me. Yeah. And then it's like, what if they do the same thing for Mario Odyssey DLC? It's like, what if they try to add all of this extra stuff, extra goodies to your games that would be free if you have the online service? I like the idea of it. I don't like Mario DLC, but let's move on. because It's we'll going to happen. We'll never get I, over this. I want to... Our main discussion for that. the week. No, wait, I have news. Okay, fine. Thank you. Onimashu Warlord is coming out for the Switch. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's a ja- it's a it's a samurai game. Okay. It was it's a classic game. It's it's long yeah. HD re-release. Gotcha. Detective Pikachu got a logo and it looks pretty. It does look pretty. I hope it, I hope the movie's good. I, I hope so too. I don't think it will be, but I hope the movie. Listen, it's good. got Ryan Reynolds in, so I'll like I'll listen to him. Yeah, talking right. To I'll be like, okay. But the fact is, this is gonna be prime meme territory, regardless. Yeah, I cannot wait. <laughs> And um, we got the tag team Pokemon GX at yeah. once. Um, I'll, actually, that's one other thing I wanted to talk about. If you uh, are interested in anything Pokemon, that's the Pokemon Video Game World Championships, the double battles format, uh, Pokemon Tournament, or Pokemon TCG. All three had really good finals matches. They're all available on YouTube right now. Uh, I'd recommend watching all of them. The Pokemon Tournament one especially. If oh, you're even remotely interested, that, it's really Sceptile versus Gengar and... Wow, is some it really wasn't good play. Rakeson and Chandelure. No, basically, I don't think there were any of them in the top eight, so it made us look like a bunch of tryhards. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that. Anything else you want to bring up before we move um, on to our main discussion? No, I, I think that's it. Okay, so our main discussion is the indie direct thing that we got. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of like the same way we did last one. We're just gonna kind of oh, run through the we, games. We have and... to talk about one other thing, which is yeah, we're gonna talk about at the end. Okay. Um, so we're just going to kind of go through the games, give you names, release dates, and what we think of them. Yeah. Um, I gave myself a challenge because there's a lot of games to talk about, uh, and we don't have all the time in the world. I watched it, and I remembered it, and I watched it a second time, and I remembered it. If there's a game on here that I can't remember what it's about, that sells me how I feel about the game. All I right? mean, that's that's fair. Yep. So the first one, they came out with a bang. We finally got a release date for Hyperlight Drifter. Super cool. It's going to have, cool. have bonus content, especially for Switch. This is a game that I've been... This is like Hollow Knight, where it's a game that I've been really excited about that I know is a really good indie that I've never played. So Hyperlight Drifter comes out uh, the 6th of November... or Not November. 6th of September, which I think is the day uh, after this episode goes live. September 5th is a Monday, right? Okay, Matt's counting on his fingers. Clearly, you can tell who the accountant here is. <laughs> no, Monday's the 4th. Monday's the 4th? I think Monday's the 4th. Hold on. There's a calendar thing no. right here. Hold on. Hold on. Let's. Because Friday's the 7th. Uh, Mon- Tuesday's the 4th. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday's the 4th. Yeah, so September September 5th. So two days after this podcast. Thursday. All right. I'm happy we, we wasted it. 45 seconds on that. Yeah, that'll be cut out. <laughs> Hyperlight Drifter is a good game. Go check it out. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm a little bummed about the bonus content for a stupid reason. They put a outfit exclusively for the Switch and it's not Nintendo themed. Yeah, but so it's I'm like, just... oh, I mean, it's like, oh, well, but I'm like, oh, that would have been yeah. cool. And it's a good thing to release now that the game's been out for a while. It basically, like, helps you find secrets. And, like, if this came out, like, when the game originally came out, I feel people would be kind of, like, miffed about it. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm excited about this because 
Listen, I could go on the internet and type in Hyperlight Drifter item XYZ, and they'll tell me exactly where it is. And it's, like, it's really good for, um, like, people who already played the game, but a while ago, and they don't feel like going through all the trouble of, like, finding so-and-so yeah. again, it'll just help them out. Exactly. Okay, the next one is another game I'm super excited about. Me too. About. So, Towerfall is coming out September 27th. Now, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, Towerfall is a game that you're running around and you're trying to uh, make people's health go to zero. And they have like three or four health pips. And everyone has a bow with three arrows. But the arrows, when you, you shoot them, they just stay on the board somewhere and you have to go pick them up. And you can pick up your opponent's arrows. And all the maps are like, they have holes that like, if you fall through the bottom, you go to the top. If you run to the right, it brings you onto the left side of the map. This is a game that the the developers made and also said that they're not doing online multiplayer because they felt that this game was a couch co-op game. Yes. It, these and are the games they love playing, and it's coming to the Switch. But it also has a six-player mode, which is a oh, big deal. Yes. Because our main group of players is five. At least. At least five. Sometimes, Sometimes Most of the time, more than five. It's five to, five to eight. Yeah. And a lot of games that are really cool, we just can't play because, listen, minimum usually is five. So we can't play a four-player game. So to have a game that's like, listen, it can't play with everybody, but it gives us a lot more options to play this game makes me very excited. Exactly. Oh, I'm so excited for this game. Oh, yeah. And you can play as um Celeste. Yes, you can play as Celeste as an alternate and character. And her, her alter her, ego. Yes. But it so looks that's cool. cool. Um, next one. It's Treasure Stack, which is kind of like Tetris, but not. Yeah. Um, it's, it's another, like, Puyo Puyo Tetris-style puzzle game on the Switch. Cool. Game, if you're into really that, care. you like it. If you're not into that, like us, you're kind of like, cool. Listen, it, I got burned, cute. I I got burned way too bad on Sushi Striker, The Way of the Shishido, to be looking at another puzzle game for a little <laughs> while. Why did you write with X-Play? Uh, with cross-platform. Oh, that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, cross-platform play for this game. So, if the game does take off, or it doesn't really take off on the Switch, but it's really popular on PC, you'll have people to play against. So, that's cool. Hooray. Yeah. Um, this next game, to give you an idea how much I'm so excited for this game. I don't even know the name of this game because I couldn't hear it. It's Zarbot. You got it right. That was like Zarbot? Or Zar- it might be Zarbot. Zardot? I, I couldn't remember. remember. So what is this game? I didn't It really... is a game about a bunch of cubes that I'm playing with Mike's posted notes and I keep messing them up. They're the ones who are like the accordion ones. So like when you and drop them, they... I'm playing they... with them yeah. and I just drop them. Anyway, um, it's about these little cube friends whose one friend is really bummed out. So they go on a mission or across the regions to find a way to cheer up their friend. But what do you do? Like, what it's, like a, of... it's like a zany platformer. Okay. It, but it's a co-op zany platformer. Yeah, it's another co-op. So I've already bought it. Yeah, so <laughs> this is one of those games that, like, if you have a Matt in your life who buys games like this, play it with him. If not, whatever. Uh, really it comes cute. out in October, so we'll be giving you news about it soon. Next one is something I'm very excited about. I am dependently excited about this I'm one. I'm cautiously optimistic about it too and that's most it's not that I'm sub- cautiously I think it's going to be a really good game but it, it just, talk about it first yeah so Neko's Night Market is coming out in early 2019 the easiest example I can say this is that a lot of people have said this it's like the first time someone's made another Animal Crossing game not just like a life sim but an Animal Crossing game with a little bit more going on with a story mode and a lot more just like adventures to go on uh 
Go look at trailers for this game. I don't know how to describe it. It looks like it. an interesting combination between Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing. Yeah. But it's not extreme in either direction. It's, it's somewhere in the yeah, middle. Yeah, it's, it's not a life sim where you're, like, building up all your skills and stuff like that, like Stardew. But there's more going on than in an Animal Crossing and my, game. My thing is, like, it dep- It really depends for me when Animal Crossing is announced. Because yeah. if next month there is a Direct and we get an Animal Crossing announcement and there are mini games or something in it, I'm not going to care about this game. Yep. <clears throat> It's one of those games. It's it's like it's like the Brawlout situation where like I mean Brawlout yeah. when before we knew Brawlout was bad, we were kind of excited because we're like, listen, I, we have no Smash news. This might be a good holdover. Uh, the question is for me is also can it distinguish itself enough from Animal Crossing and distinguish itself enough from Stardew Valley, which I think it has the potential to do. But yeah, we will I, see. I definitely do too. I'm interested in this game. Yes, yeah, cool. The next game just annoys me kind of i I don't even remember it samurai Samurai gun Gun 2 it is a 2d bit uh bit art art bit bit art so this is game so this is just like everything you hate about indie games right well sort of not really the gameplay looks interesting but i am so sick of this art style that's yeah that's where i was going i'm so sick of it because it's like there are good ways to do bit art like um pocket rumble i think is a great way to do bit art um but this is it's just like a couple of dots on the screen and that's your character. And I hate that. It's just like bland. It's like you can do so much more now. Why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, and that turns me off from the whole game. Like, I hate being one of those people who are like, the graphics are bad, so I don't like the game. But that art style just disinterests me. And also it's one of those 2D platformer games that are there's so many on the Switch right now. 2D platformers with this art style have to know that those aren't selling points anymore. Right. Well, that's what like, I like saying. Like like Pocket Rumble is like I'm a classic arcade fighting game that's cool and the graphics go with that it's not hey check it out look at our graphics nobody cares exactly anymore it's like and it's like it may be a very very good game i'm not knocking the developers for making a bad game i it might be a very fun game and people should get it but, but right I'm now i'm not interested yeah right now you have to we need more convincing matt and i yeah. and i have a similar complaint with the next game yeah, so uh, just real fast, Samurai Gun 2 comes out early 2019. The next one Matt's talking about is Bullet Age, which will be coming out in November. I, I think just take everything we just said about Samurai Gun 2 and that just bring it That post-apocalyptic down. thing. But this art style isn't bit. It just looks like it was an AddictingGames.com game. Yeah, it looks flat. And I don't like that. Yeah. Again, has some stuff to prove. Next one... I, I'm excited for this, this one. This one, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like love or hate this game, because it's like part dating sim, part puzzle, part something. Dating I don't know. Sim. I don't know. Like, the, the way they have it was just a set up. Game. Yeah, well, I, when I think about the way that, like, the screen is set up oh, and all okay. that, I just think okay. of I think of dating sim. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. So this one's called The World Next Door, which comes out early 2019. This, um, like I said, there's like, it's like a, it's like a, there's a lot of choosing, you know, like like a like an RPG story, like almost like it reminds me of like Persona Light in terms of like the day mechanics, and then at night it's some kind of cool puzzle fighting game. Again, I want to see more about this game before I make my decisions. Yeah, but I it's like listen, unlike Samurai Gun Two and Bullet Age, you caught my eye. You caught my right. eye, and you know we're talking about like, like thirty games. Here's that came the thing, out. okay? This is did you explain the way the game works? No, how really. you have to run around on because there's you. Basically, fight on this little battlefield that has a bunch of symbols on the floor, and you've got to play them like a puzzle game. And then you will create a certain kind of spell depending on what you land on, yeah. and you'll shoot the spell at your opponent. And that is so different for a puzzling game, because like, I mean, Treasure Stack didn't interest me because it just looked like a kind of puzzle game that's been done before with a little bit of extra stuff. But this 
with the world next door is different. It yeah. is. It's not like anything I've ever seen. I'm like, that's cool. And like, it also like even mechanically seems different. Where like, I think part of the reason you and I were so excited about Sushi Striker is that it looked different. It turned out to not be anything super different, which is why I'm sorry we're talking about Sushi Striker again. But you know, <laughs> this is what happens when you're on the Pink Gold Pea podcast. The two of us are back. We talk about friggin' Sushi, friggin Striker. Sushi Striker. Uh, the next one, Levelhead. I Level have two head. complaints about this game. It's not... I don't really have anything good to say about this game. To be really? Honest. I see. I'm excited about this game. This this lands to me same place where Brawlout does and Necro's Might Market does. Yep. If if so, real fast. It's a platforming game where you design the levels. It's it's basically all about designing levels. Yeah. You. It's it's Mario Maker. It is. Yeah. It's it's just a bad art style Mario Maker. Yeah. Again, this game needs to prove itself. It does have a couple things that on it that Mario Maker doesn't have yet. Which is local co-op playing and also local co-op building. That yeah, part that's interesting. Like, I was Although like, okay. I can only imagine that going poorly with with, with the friends that we hang out with. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, it looks good. Uh, that one comes out in November. But so, I mean, I I don't know because like first of all, I need to see if the level effects you can add are different or interesting enough. Again, because it's, otherwise, it's just a poorly skinned Mario Maker, and I'd rather yeah. just wait for Mario. Maker. It go, it sits and next, I, I love these creation games. Yes, yeah. it sits next to Neko's Night Market, and it sits next to where Brawlout once was. I don't know about next to. It's just like it's like three thrones down. But it's still if you were still giving a general extent, that oh, okay. is the games it's in I'm the not same sure ballpark. About. Yeah, where Brawlout really shouldn't have ever right. been. I'm sorry, we've just been Brawlout. Brawlout to do sushi. So I hear Brawlout isn't that bad of a game. Listen, they put ukulele in it. And I hear ukulele isn't that bad of a game. I know, but listen, there's a lot of games to play. Not that bad is fine. I don't need to play those. But I'm not, yeah, I'm not running to play them. Okay, this game. This game. Yeah, what about this game? This is one of those games that'll make me... <laughs> and Tim as... You better use those, uh, those effects that we <laughs> yeah. had a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah, this is uh, King of the Hat, which comes out early 2019. It's a... It's a, steal it's a party game. game where all you have to do is knock the hat off of somebody and then stomp on it, and then they lose. I It's I, so cute! I wish it wasn't 2D, but it is look good. I feel like this would be very fun in 3D space. I think I think so, too, but I also think it'll be... As long as it's cheap, I think it'll be fun in 2D. Yeah, that's fine. If it's like Astro Bear's cheap, I really don't care. Yeah. By the way, Astro Bear's is on sale, so I'm going to actually pick it up. Remind me before you leave. You got it. Um, next one is... Okay, it's funny. This, this is the game that sold the show. Now we've like you said, think so? oh my god, it's the only game I've been hearing about people talking about. Real, you know, the that only game I've been hearing people talk about on Reddit and Twitter, all over the place, is Untitled Goose Game. This is, so this game, you're, it's a goose simulator. You are a goose, it's, and it's, you have to cause all the havoc. Yeah, it's like Goat Sim, and it looks really stupid. And like, I'm really excited to play. It's like I, okay, I think this game will be incredible to watch <laughs> let's plays of, or like do let's plays for, and like interact with the community with this game. I think if you sit alone, it'll be very cute and fun for a couple hours, and then you'll never play it again. Well, the question is, again, and this is another thing we need more information now, if it's like Goat Simulator, where, like, listen, there's, like, a lot of score attack modes and stuff like that that, like, can keep you occupied. Because, like, let's be honest, Goat Simulator is actually a Tony Hawk game. Yeah, basically. So if this is a Tony Hawk game, then yeah. If it's not, I might be like, yeah, you know, let's all buy it. You all hang out at my house tonight, and we'll all play through Untitled Goose Game. It'll, it'll be interesting. But it, it does seem fun. Then the rest of the direct was basically a sizzle reel, except for the last part. Yeah, it was just so, so many games. We, why don't we go through these and talk about them really fast? Yeah, Desert Child. Comes Super out excited Dece for this one. Comes out in December. Don't know anything about it. It was the one where they were racing through, right? I I couldn't the little, really like, watch race the race course reel. thing. Oh, 
Uh, yeah, it was like sideways racing. Yeah, like. it was sideways and shooting. It looked, and it looked cute. cool. It looked interesting. Yeah. Wasteland 2 comes out in September. It's like an HD remaster, isn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. We, we've meh. heard about this one. Very meh. Uh, Bastion comes out September 13th. If you haven't played this game, play this game. It's I really haven't, good. I haven't played Bastion. I'm actually really excited Matt, for Matt, play Bastion. And also, Bastion's only like 10 hours to complete. So really? it's not even like you're going to be sitting there and going to be like, Matt just finished Bastion yet? Matt just finished Bastion yet? You could probably sit there and play it over the course of a weekend. But it is really good. And it's a game that on Steam I have gone back to and played it through multiple times. Nice. So it's really, really good game. Perfect game for the Switch. Uh, Messenger came out actually August 30th. They're getting really solid reviews. It's like, uh, it's, um... I, I keep hearing it's two games in one. It's 16-bit yeah. and 8-bit or 32-bit? It's 16, I think. It, it's, no, it's, it's 16 and one of the others because you travel in between time Yeah, it, and also it, like, halfway through... It's a Ninja Gaiden game until halfway through the game then it's basically a Metroidvania. Right, and that's really cool to me. Yeah, people say it's really good. I'm not going to get it, but that's cool. Yeah, I'm not probably going to get it either, but still. Undertale, game. we've talked about it enough. September 18th is when it comes out. Uh, I didn't know another uh, Jackbox game was coming yeah, out. Yeah, Jackbox 5 is coming out in I'm October. Um, I have looked through some of the games so far. They've released a couple of them. If you want to read more about the games in the pack. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy this game just because I'm looking... It, I need to see the reviews for the party games in it because not all the games are released yet. Mm-hmm. But if it's good, it's good. I want to buy a different Jackbox, especially if you're thinking about buying this one. Uh, but... Listen, Jackbox 4 was incredible, and in my opinion, Jackbox 4 is the best Jackbox. I think so, too. But Jackbox 5. Uh, Transistor. Is out now. So this is the game that came out after Bastion, very similar game to Bastion. Good game. Not as good as Bastion, so if you're going to only pick up one, buy buy Bastion. Well, I mean, that's an opinion. But. Generally speaking, it's most people critically acclaim goes to Bastion. It was the but first one. an opinion, nonetheless. It is an opinion, and I would agree with that opinion. I think they're both good games, though. They're both worth your time if you like this kind of game. Uh, Dragon Marked for Death. I don't know what we, the hell this is. We had... People are, like, talking about a launch trailer, like, recently. But I, I'm, like, certain that this was talked about before. This is a game that's been, like, development hell for, like, years, I think. Is it? I'm not sure about that. I don't know. But it, it's just a 2D... 2D game. Cool. Look cool. Yeah. Ad, action 2D. Yeah. Next game, Light Fingers, comes out September 20th. This is another board game that is on the video is it a game. board game? It's not a... It's, it's like Sumer, where it's a board game that would only work in a video game, but it's designed like a board I'm game. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited Actually, for this one if if you can play it in handheld mode, because part of the reason I haven't picked up Sumer is the fact that, like, I want to play it with you guys, but I can't play it when I go to see my sister on my Switch. I have to bring my dock and everything. And those are the kinds you of games... You can't play it in handheld mode? I Well, you can play it in handheld mode, but everyone's, like, crunching around a little so screen. So play in tabletop. That, I mean, that is, that's the same. Tabletop mode, handheld mode. I love tabletop mode. I don't mind tabletop mode for, like, two-player things. And, uh, like, Jackbox I'll do on my on my Switch. Well, that's, like, an unavoidable problem, you know? Like, Lightfingers, like, inevitably gonna run into the same problem of the screen size. Yes, but, like, a game like Carcassonne, which is coming to the Switch... I'm not worried about that because it's like it's the it's the board game style. Right, right. Um, not saying I wouldn't pick it up if it was not tabletop modable, but that is a big thing for me. There was these a board game games. way like a long time ago, like way back when the Switch was first announced. There was a board game type game that was coming out. I don't know if this is that game, but I was super excited for that one, and you never heard anything else about it. Yeah, but maybe this is that. But anyway, I'm, I'm thinking this up. No, it's September twentieth, so it's coming out soon. Next one. Uh, Super Brothers Swords and Sorcery just sounds like a bad mobile game. Um, I don't think it sounds like it. Uh, I mean, the name the sounds name, like Yes, it. the name. It's coming out in October. Um, it's another 2D game. Yeah. Um, and the big reveal at the end was Into the Breach, a very popular AKA game. AKA not Warcraft. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to say, first off, I was going to get there, but where the hell's Wargroove? No who's <laughs> on Wargroove. I want Wargroove. Into the Breach is made by the same guys who made FTL Faster Than Light, which I wish was coming to the Switch, but I doubt will ever come to the Switch. Uh, this game's got really good reviews on Steam. If it looks interesting to you, play. It's almost like Fire Emblem, but it's almost like a puzzler game because you have all the information is played out to you. What they're doing, where they're going, what amount of damage they'll do, what you can do, exactly how much damage you're going to do. So it's it seems like an interesting game. Yeah, I I don't know why, but it, it like didn't seem like there was much to it to me. So like it it was like played up as some kind of big deal at the end of the direct. I was like. Okay. I think for the people who know what the game is, it's exciting for them. But it's not something that... It's not like Hollow Knight or Hyper Light Drifter, where those are games that everybody knows. Also, I don't know, it's a, it's a giant monster game. Hmm? Turn-based giant monster game. Yeah. Not turn-based. Like a board. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tactics game. Oh my god, meh. Yeah. By the way, speaking of games uh, we were talking about last week, uh, apparently there is a patch coming in also for Bad North, because there's a couple bugs that need to be fixed. Really? Well, I haven't yeah. bought the game yet, Neither so have I, I don't really care. But I want to buy it soon. They will be fixed, though, so yes, that's the important part. But yeah, where the hell's Wargroove? And then the last thing we want to talk about for just a hot... I'm going to start over, okay? Okay. Take that out back the last thing I want to talk about is a quick 13-minute uh, direct we got for, uh, what is it called? Dragalia Lost. Dragalia Lost. I almost said Dragalgi Lost. I was like, that's a Pokemon. Come <laughs> on. Uh, Dragalia Lost. It looks like an action-based RPG. Check out the direct. It's only 13 minutes. I think it looks minutes. really cool. It looks fun. I pre-registered. Like, I'm oh, not, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm interested to see more of this, because, like, right now, to me, it's like an arena-based Action RPG, which it's is fun. It's not arena-based, it's, it's levels. No, like arena-based in terms of, like, the top-down, third-person view. Like, uh, like League of Legends. Is a, no, is I still arena. wouldn't describe it like that. Because I feel like it's more of the Zelda kind of top-down than League of Legends top-down. Okay. You you run through it, and then you fight things. Okay, well, I mean... It's more like... it's uh, When I watch the direct... It's Diablo-esque, how about that? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, where I say arena-based for I, any Diablo kind of game. When I watched the direct, I thought the like the la the one thing that I was like, is like, man, if the Kingdom Hearts mobile game was like this, it would have been amazing. <laughs> is like what I thought. This game looks like there's a lot to it. And we have one friend who's like the master of RPG mobile games. Luke, he buys like all of them. Oh, he doesn't buy them, but he downloads like all yeah. of them. So I want to talk to him about it. Yeah. But um, it there are a lot of features in this game that look really cool. Yeah, it looks I good. think the combat looks good. I mean, it's an RPG the way God intended it. Action. Matt sent that to me this morning, and I think I sent him like eighty-five pictures of Sonic giving him the middle finger. Yep. Like but, so much that I stopped tapping. It just kind of like sat there for two minutes, just kept signing a lot of own. Um, I like that. It's got a it's got a really interesting um party system. Yeah, it's got, it's got a traditional RPG party system, I should say. It's got an element thing, which is pretty common, especially in mobile games. I feel especially like this is mobile games. I feel like this may be like the action RPG version of um. They're trying to end up the same market as uh, Puzzles and Dragons, which is insanely popular in Japan, like yeah. ridiculously popular. Yeah, in kind Japan. of. Like, I mean, it's got like. All the things that you would want in a mobile game, maybe not want, but all the like main like ticks Tropes. of a mobile game, like all in one. You've got the catch them all thing with the dragons. You've got the um, weaknesses and stuff. You got the rare blades you concept, got the rare, like xenoblades. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the gameplay and uh, leveling up and grinding. Leveling up, grinding. You've got all that stuff right in there. Um, I wonder if there will be an auto function. 
Yeah. I, I was saying that to Matt. I was like, this game seems like basically like, okay, That's... you've played Pokemon Quest for 10 hours. Let's level up. But I mean, I don't know. It's not It's not quite like Pokemon Quest. But I mean, me. like in this like quick mission-based top-down fighting, fight the game, choose the guy, go on the mission. I mean, weaknesses. yeah, but you could say that for a lot of different games. And I'm agreeing that that is a game that fits for a lot of games, especially in the mobile space. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I pre-registered. I'm going to play it for a couple days and decide. But to me, it doesn't really got to prove themselves. Because right now, this looks a lot like any think, other app game on the App Store. I think... I, I personally disagree. I think it looks way better than most apps on the App Store. Hmm. Just because of the ones that I've played and the way that this one looks. It just looks interesting to me. But also, one thing that I found interesting was the multiplayer. If I this did game, like that idea. If this game catches on, that'll be a lot of fun. They showed like that thing was basically like a raid for, from Pokemon. It, it's like 20 people it, fighting got, a dragon. It. it reminds me more of Monster Hunter than Pokemon Quest. Okay. Just the, the way the missions work and the yeah. way you do things. Cool. Yeah, like, I mean, we need more information on it, and it's exciting. The one thing, it's not coming to this Europe. This was, this was, it's not. No, it said, it said that it was coming to the States, China, and Japan on the direct. I don't know if that's been changed, but last I heard, it wasn't coming to the UK. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Sorry, well, UK guys. Um, what was I going to say? I hopefully point. it's bad, so you guys don't feel like you're missing out. Not hopefully it's bad. I'm trying to make people feel better. Okay, Matt. well then they can log on to the US App Store and just buy the game. Fine, whatever. Um, wow, I had another comment to make. I feel like we'll talk about this when it comes out, right? We have to. Yeah, we do. Oh, I remember. This was like a highlight reel, essentially, but it doesn't show you how the game plays. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, that's kind of well, what it was. Look at this segment. Look at this segment. Look at this segment. And I think every segment of the game looked really good, but we didn't see how they all get tied together. We didn't yeah. see how this is a mobile game. And we that's didn't... that's kind of where I was concerned, because I was like, I feel like I've seen, they're like, okay, you, 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 know, you catch all the guys. I'm like, that sounds like Fire Emblem Heroes. Okay, there's like raids. Okay, it's like Pokemon Go. Okay, this is where you monetize. You monetize here, here, and here. And that's cool. But I'm like, they, I want to see... Do they say how they monetize? Yeah, they monetize through the crystals, which you use to... So to, you have to buy crystals. Uh, well, there's premium currency and regular currency, as there always is. But, like, to recruit new people to your team, I think upgrade your weapons and hatch new dragon eggs. You need one of the two currencies. Mm-hmm. Um... I just, like, I, I looked at this and I was like, okay, this has all the pieces of a mobile game and I understand, like, okay, here's the addiction-based model they're going for, which is fine, and it looks good, but I'm like... Nintendo's also always generous. Yes, like, and I'm not worried about that in terms of, like, you know, oh, I'm gonna have to pay money to play this game, but I'm like, where's the game? Like, I understand where the game is, but let me see more of that. And that might just be something, like, you just gotta play it and try it and then you'll like it. But I'm worried that I'm, like, gonna play this game and I'm like, oh, this is really nothing special and I'm just gonna stop. I mean, I'm... This is the most excited I've been for a Nintendo mobile game since Mario Run. And I'm more excited for this one than I, than I am for Mario Kart Tour. I will say this, I, I'm more excited as well, but I've really never been excited for Nintendo mobile games. I mean, so. you're not really a mobile gamer anyway. That's kind of why. Because, I mean, like, you you have that long commute where you can take your Switch out. If I have anything like that, I'm, like, sitting somewhere for maybe 10 minutes, so I'd rather play something like this and whip out my Switch for 10 minutes. You know That's I mean? fair. Yeah, and, and listen, if it doesn't require online, online connectivity, it's something to play on the subway, which right, is the exactly. one time I don't take out my Switch, because it's only, like, five-minute increments. Right. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of question marks for this game, and uh, you can pre-register. I'd recommend it. Yeah, if enough people pre-register, we get a Some free good stuff. amount of free stuff. Yeah, but that is that's kind of it for the discussions for the week. Um, Matt, you have a fun fact for us. I do. I want everybody to remember. It's really important. Baba is you. Baba is you. I can't believe. 
think you guys thought that game was dumb. I think that game, game looks, looks so, so stupid. I'm excited to like, see is it. Is it even a game? Oh my god, I hated it, that. The idea is like it's a puzzle game. It's like a wordplay puzzle game. So you're going to have a bunch of words and you have to like line up the things. so stupid. I think it looks cute. I it won't didn't, but buy like, it. But... All you had to do was move the thing from the video that they showed. I'm like, maybe, maybe it's complex, but it, oh my god, it looks so stupid. I imagine there's so much potential for it to be like a cute and kind of silly puzzler. But I hope it's not just what they showed in the trailer, because that that does look dumb. Just moving word, like a word up and that's it. But who cares? Anyway, that is your fun fact, is that Baba is you? Baba is you. Matt, I want to share my fun fact with you. It's actually two two different fun facts. First one is, is today, I sat on the train, and there's this little boy with his dad, and his dad's drawing something on his phone, and I'm like, oh, that's really cute, father-son bonding. And I took out my Switch, and that kid immediately stopped looking at his dad. And I was like, scared you? He was like, oh, he's playing the Switch, Dad. Oh, I, t- I put my headphones in, but I turned it off, and I was he's like, oh, that's so cool, he's playing the Switch. And I was like, hmm, breaking father-son moments. Nintendo Switch! <laughs> Last one is, though, Matt, I want to show something to you. Okay. Can you describe to everyone what this is? That is a blank... Nintendo Switch case, but there's some got some words on it, on it right? Yeah. But just a couple words. How much? How much of this would you say is 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 words? Less than thirty percent. But it's all white, right? Yes. Do you know what this is? No. This is the alternate cover for Monster Hunter. Come on, Capcom, get it well, together. I mean, most games don't have alternate art. Most do. I have. That's not that's not a, like a, a thing. I just thought for a for a re-release ultimate edition version of a very very popular game, they could have put like like listen, we know Rathalos is in Smash, just put him a big picture of him across the back. Just come on. Nah. The only game I think that I don't have that doesn't have an inner sleeve that I can think of offhand is like LA Noir doesn't have one. But like I mean a, lo- a lot of those kinds of games like Nintendo's really the one that does it for every game. I know, but most third-party games I have Doom has one. Octopath has one. Um, I mean, like, this guy of five has one. Um, I, I mean, like, else. yeah, it's like they're cool, but I, I also don't really care at all if it's not there. Because I mean, this regular art is also pretty cool. It is, but it's just the principle of it. Like, come on, Capcom. I'm really hoping that I want to whine about it. So if they release their next game, they don't do this. I'm really hoping that there's um there's alternate art on the inside of the spider-man case because i don't like the regular spider-man case i hope for your sake for what you just said to me <laughs> it's just white. I, again it won't be i won't really care like i'm not gonna have to bitch about it but i'm i'll be like oh i'm just the, annoyed the god of war one was is probably the best alternate art i've ever seen wow and it it's like amazing. it's just a little thing that's really cool right the reason I, that, yeah, you, know, you know what it really is you know what really bothers me about this is that they took the time to print on the other side all this legal stuff and i think that's what bothers me the most they did print something on the other side of this yeah they could have just put that on a little slip there yeah they could put on a little slip oh, well, it's capcom. and then yeah capcom is like a peg above konami let's be real uh, I think they're... Co- uh, Pagano's pretty low. Capcom's, you're right. You're right. Capcom still makes this. video games. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I think that's our show. So, um, as always, feel free to send all hate mail to Matt, and that is at uh, pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com. He will read all your hate mail. May not um, respond to it. May not respond to it, but that's okay. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. We're still there. Eventually, we will get to Spotify, I promise. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, at pinkgoldpeeps. That's all one word. And uh, our opening is made by the lovely Rick's Record. Uh, follow him on SoundCloud as well. That's R-I-C-K-S space R-E-C-K-A-R-D. 
Uh, Rick, if we're wrong, please tell me. <laughs> yeah. I hope we're not wrong because we say the same thing every episode. I hope so. Well, I don't usually spell it. That's why. What? I don't oh, usually yeah, spell you're it. Right, you're right. But yeah, that's the show. So uh, have a good night, everybody. Good night. I mean, I mean, I mean, Baba is you. Ciao. Yeah.